week two of the NFL season did not disappoint. And that was absolutely incredible to watch. The witching hour has been off the chain. Uh, you got Tua looking like Mahomes. Uh, Tyreek and Waddle are just absolutely insane. Costa, what do you think? Uh, what was your favorite moment from week two of the NFL? Yeah, week two of the NFL was definitely, I mean, the first two weeks have both just been crazily intense. I mean, just a lot of crazy finishes. Um, you know, I'll start with the Bears. Uh, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of uh, prognosticators, a lot of wagers really like the Bears this week. And I had a plus 10 clip. A lot of people thought that after that win against San Fran last week, Fields was turning the corner. And it was all fool's gold like it always is in Chicago. Uh, you know, unfortunately, things were just terrible last night. Just some terrible calls. I mean, that goal line call. I mean, what are you what are you doing there in shotgun? I mean, go through bread and butter in that situation. So yeah, I mean, it was it was really uh, the Bears were really disappointing. And uh, I mean, just a question, quick question: What is their bread and butter? They have no identity. Like it's like Montgomery looks like Barry Sanders through the twenties, but he can't get into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, yeah, and, and that week one win looks looks looking more and more like a fluke because of the weather and because obviously Trey Lance wasn't really ready to play. And, uh, you know, I mean, the defense had its moments. I mean, a few good sacks. I mean, you know, I feel like the defense, but that's always the story with the Bears. The defense always has its moments, and the offense absolutely blows. I mean, what, what's your take on the Bears? Dude, with the Bears and the Packers, the Bears might win a few battles and get a sack, but Aaron Rodgers always wins the war. He owns us, man. Like, he said it on, on national TV right into the camera. Like, he could do whatever he wants. He could move the ball up and down the field whenever he wants. When he fumbled, when they had that fumble turnover, he was just like, you could just tell. He was like, okay, next time we get the ball, we're going to score a touchdown in five plays instead of 10. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh, we, we don't stand, we're not in their class. We're not, I think we're going to come in last. The way the, the Lions are playing, they're, they're all over the field with Swift and St. Brown. We got the wrong brother in that situation. Um, but that guy looks like a, a two point, Cooper Cup 2.0. Um, and then there's Jefferson in Minnesota. So I, I feel like it's going to be a pretty long season for the Bears when it comes to how we end up in the NFC North. So we're definitely in rebuild phase for sure. Yeah. And I, and I, I agree on that. I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate. And I mean, the other sad part is too, like, you know, like, like you've seen in the first two weeks, like of the season and not that fantasy is regular football, but you see even some of these like teams on the lesser side have these stars that step up with big plays and, and come back and rallies, which is something I'm going to talk about in a second too. But the Bears just don't have that. We, we just don't have, like, a superstar. Like, we're down big to the Packers. And at that point, like, honestly, I knew the game was over. I passed out at the beginning of the fourth quarter. I knew it was done. I had absolutely no interest in at that point. You know what I mean? So, nonetheless, I mean, it is what it is about the Bears. Um, just to talk about a couple other things, just to kind of recap the week. I mean, it's just been absolutely – I mean, the fantasy aspect and reality aspect of football have been insane these first two weeks. I mean, I, I don't remember, like, finishes in the witching hour of sorts where it's just been absolutely insane with crazy comebacks. Um, just to mention a couple of crazy notes, just the, just the fact that we're witnessing history here. Uh, the, based on the Elias Sports Bureau, this is the first time that three road teams have won, facing a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Absolutely insane. Never has ever happened before. Three road teams. That's crazy. That's yeah. a good stat. That was a good find. Uh, that's a, a Costa Nugget for you, huh? Yeah. And, and the Jets coming back in the last 90 seconds was the largest comeback in 90 seconds in the history of the NFL, too, and the comeback from two touchdowns, which is absolutely ridiculous. So, But, but, uh, but yeah, it's been insane. I mean, fantasy-wise, it's like the first, like, in the games, like the first half, so super low scoring. Then all of a sudden, just like in that Miami game yesterday, things took off. But it's been, it's been definitely been a definitely fun first two weeks. And, um, but, yeah, let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's talk about some waivers. So give me your take on some of the waivers from this past week, buddy. 
Yeah, um, I'm surprised no one made fun of me for blowing my load on, on some running backs. My, my, my situation was pretty dire. Um, it still is. I just got a bunch of jags. Um, but uh, I, I spent all, all my fab on two guys, on Wilson, who looks like he'll be, you know, their, the, lead the team in touches as far as running the ball um, for the next eight weeks. And then Henderson, who um, looked more like a split backfield with Akers week two, and I'm sure it's probably going to be more and more towards 50 as the season goes on, but he's still on a uh, high-part offense that hopefully he can find himself into the end zone every now and then. Um, but I will no longer need – need to be working the waiver wires. I'll get the leftovers. That's what my team deserves. They're a bunch of scabs anyways. But um, besides that, uh, there was, I think one of the best pickups this week was probably by Beetle. He picked up uh, Curtis Samuel for 11 bucks. And uh, he looks like he's going to be involved in that offense pretty heavily running the ball and catching the ball um, and found the end zone again this week. What about you? What are your thoughts of uh, any moves that from this week? Yeah. Definitely, you know, unfortunately, I missed out on the on the Tuesday waiver, which is my fault. Aaron sent the email, so it's all good, obviously. But, yeah, but I wouldn't have. I mean, I, I, I would have been bidding big on uh, Wilson as well. And I don't blame you one bit. I mean, I, I thought you made the right moves. I, I And by all means, it was just one week, and I still think uh, your guys that you picked up still have a chance to help your team in the end. Um, you know, well, you know, I, I definitely, I mean, 150 was a lot, but I, I think you needed him. So I, I wouldn't criticize yourself too much on that. And I still think it's what you needed to do for your team because you had no running back help. And I think it helps you at least, hopefully, you know, you can still rebuild and make a run. We're only two weeks in. Um, yeah, Meeple's pickup was huge. Uh, Curtis Samuel was like one of my big, like I picked him up in my other league. I uh, I um, put him in all my fantasy daily lineups this past week. He was one of the big people. People were definitely out hot on him. So great pickup by Meeple there. Um, and then there were kind of like under the radar pickup, you know, little Tony, uh, Spumoni, Bones, Thumbs, Cannoli. Uh, they scooped up Mariota, starting quarterback, runs it in sometimes. Not bad. I mean, for no, not even for any cash or anything. Uh, so I thought that wasn't bad. And even Jack picking up Cooper Rush, I mean, even though his team is terrible, still kind of at least gives him another quarterback after Jack got hurt. So, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I definitely thought there were, I, and like I said, I, I thought all the pickups were justified. I thought they were all good, good, decent, you know, week one pickups. I had probably the worst week one pickup I taking a flyer on DeAndre Carter because I thought that without Keenan Allen, they'd do well, but that was a problem. Yeah, uh, you don't know who's gonna get it. Who's gonna be the you know the guy besides Mike Williams? Paul, it could be Palmer. Or it could be Carter. Carter looked like he was week one, but uh, Palmer got in there in week you know the second week. That's pretty common for fantasy football. Uh, but another pickup waiver that no one kind of mentioned is uh, Aaron picking up Robert Woods after he was dropped and left I mean, dead after week one. You were the one that dropped him. Yeah, we all know the curse of KG. It started with Santana Moss maybe about ten years ago when I dropped him, and I think it was even Aaron. I forgot who picked him up. But then said I dropped him because he was terrible for the first four weeks, and then Aaron, uh, I believe, picked him up and he had like a career year for the rest of the year. Helped him go to the, I think it was Aaron. I forgot who it was. Yeah. That, that was the beginning of the KG curse. Whoever I drop early season. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 when I saw it, I was like, ooh, maybe I should pick him up. But I have a fucking roster full of wide receivers that could go off at any week. Like Rashad Bateman was like, uh, was guy that I was going to cut. He's scored two fifty-yard plus touchdowns this season. Like. Marquise Rob Marquise Brown hasn't done anything yet, but he's going to have long touchdowns eventually. It's, I, I, I couldn't really target getting Robert Woods, who um, might have another tough matchup this week, but um, and throughout the whole season, he, that could be a solid pickup for him. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I just think it's one of those things that 
it's going to be a year where you have to kind of be patient with players. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot, of, and you can tell that, in my opinion, based on what I'm seeing in the league so far, offenses because they're not playing in preseason nearly as much anymore are just not ready, and they're they're just you can tell that they're behind the eight, especially like in the first half of games, it kind of takes them a half to kind of warm up and do so. Well, nonetheless, uh, let's let's get to the matchups. What are your thoughts on some of these matchups from this week and some of the things going on with some of the teams in the league? First, I got I got a question for you. Oh yeah, is fantasy is fantasy depression real? Yeah, so so for those of you who don't know, I started my morning clock and texted me asking me uh, if you, what, if, what time we were going to start the pod today, and I I kind of did like an ah, oh, I'm I'm in fantasy depression this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It depends how you're doing in all your leagues. Like I, I'm I'm going to probably be like one and one, one and one, and zero oh and two. But um, our league is always the most important to me, and, and you know, and I also guaranteed victory this year. Uh, so kind of start <laughs> really stink. scoring sixty points uh, going into Monday's pretty atrocious. But hey, we're we're all in it together. I know your team's struggling. I know Jared's struggling. I mean, some. I mean, I think even AK teams is very low scoring right now. Tony team had a shitty week. So I I, I think uh, you know a little, little bit of depression there. But hey, like we all say, it's a game. Even though it's competitive, we'll get through it. Yeah, I I, uh, I think there 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 is some truth to it. I definitely feel a little bit more like on edge when my fantasy team shits the bed, um, and uh, it's definitely more noticeable. But you know, like you said, I have another team that. Uh, my team looked like Steve's team and I've already put up 180 and I still have Josh Allen to go tonight. So like that part of it, yep. like balances it out, which makes me think maybe makes me like feel like fantasy depression is real, which is pretty sad because it's just a fucking stupid ass uh, game that we play to keep in touch. That's about the competition. But you got how many yeah. titles? I'm on four and I've been here for a while. And, and the, the last few years, it feels like I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So, that's the standard right now. It's four. Let's see if anyone can get above that. What's, do, do you know what the – is it you have four, Tony has three? Is that, is that the top two? I, I think so. Daniel might have two. I have um, two. I think I have two. You have two. Josh might have two. Yeah, so got it. It's wide open. Um, but, like, if Turb, if Turb wins back-to-back, he, he's the only one that's done that. So that's, um, you know, something to throw out there. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be first ever to re- repeat champion, you said, right? Yeah, if Turb wins this year. Yeah, Meetle yeah. can get into the ranks of double digits, or not double digits, uh, multiple championships. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about those two guys as we talk about our shit teams. We haven't mentioned the, the shitty players on there, but, um, you know, that, that little segment was for, for an ode to, to us who um, are definitely down in the dumps, the bottom of this division and the whole entire league right now. Um, but Meetle and Turb are on top of the division. What do you think of, uh, about this matchup and if, if Turb's got enough? Um, tonight, going tonight to get him over the hip, over the top, or will Mito fend him off? Yeah, you know, it's uh, pretty wild. These two teams kind of, uh, you know, I mean, should, shouldn't say unexpectedly because they've both been competitive in the last few number of years at times, even though Mito's team last year went to bed. Um, you know, I mean, two, two of the best teams right now by far, both in my division. Uh, and, uh, yeah, as far as tonight goes, I mean, first of all, I remember talking to Turf, uh, prior to week one and he was kind of down on himself or even taking Tua for $12, which he did. Cause I, a lot of us weren't high on Tua, but look, Tua kind of, I think, uh, with those weapons, is kind of starting to prove himself just a ridiculously good game yesterday. And, uh, yeah, kind of definitely- I, 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 that's why I brought them up at the beginning, uh, the opening was the, that, that team is like right now, like if they, if they do this every week, like they could have stepped on the gas more against the Patriots, but they're up by so much they didn't need to. And I feel like they can kind of flip a switch and score a bunch of points real fast. And two is getting the job done so far. If he can stay healthy, he could definitely be uh, uh, the steal of the draft for sure. 
Yeah. The one criticism, I mean, so I, I definitely think, you know, tonight, obviously the projections have it where Turb's going to eke it out. It's going to be very close. Uh, you know, it's going to come down to pretty much to me, like, will Justin Jefferson rock the world again? Or will Dalvin Cook get his this time tonight? So we'll see. I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a Dalvin Cook game tonight. I definitely think they're probably going to double cover Jefferson. So I think because of that, the Indians with already the lead are probably going to squeak it by. But it's going to be close. Um, but but the Indians are definitely the best team. I mean, just getting Mahomes and Herbert early was huge. And, I, you know, Mike Williams, especially now with Keenan Allen being out, is going to be a huge stack with Herbert. And he even had Waddle on the bench. I mean, imagine if he would yeah. have in the game. I mean, you know, I, unfortunate there. But, um, but, but yeah, but the, the one thing about Turf's team, looking at it, I mean, he's been fortunate the first two weeks. Obviously, two is going off for 42 is huge. But his running backs are a little weak sauce. I think he's going to try to have to get some help at running back there throughout the year if he's going to repeat. But as far as tonight goes, I think. Hey, Turb, I got I got a bunch of pathetic running backs. You can you can take whatever one you want for some something. I don't know. Yeah, Michael Thomas was a good pick though. It was a good late round pick. He's looking at him. Yeah, he's he's looking to be pretty solid for sure. Um, yeah, those two teams, and then and then the other two teams in our division. We'll start off with that, and we talked about this on the bottom, but. Uh, Grant's been putting up pretty decent numbers and Bassinger quietly, you know, has been putting up decent numbers. Those two are going to be fighting for the, you know, right now it's those four, four teams are fighting for the three spots. Yeah. And just really quick, you know, before we move on to that matchup, I, I forgot to mention like with pickups too, kind of under the radar, Turb actually scooped up golf a- after the waivers, we had a really good game. And that could be actually a really good pickup too, because being that we're two QBs. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I, I was playing Bassinger this week. Honestly, like halfway through the first games, I was looking at his lineup, and I was just laughing at myself how low-scoring his team was and how low-scoring my team was and how terrible his team was. And then, of course, Tyreek Hill came back after cramps and went off in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, Bassinger's quarterbacks are, are, are pretty terrible. Um, yeah. Of obviously, might have his moments. But, but uh, I, I, I – go ahead. I was going to say, Lawrence showed some signs of – I mean, he's still so young yeah. that he could still be on a trajectory to, you know, get better. Um, you know, it's not like we have a, a whole a big set of data to look at. Like this is still a second season, so he could he could end up, you know, if he continues to progress this season, be pretty solid. Daniel Jones, we know who he is, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think I mean I cut you off and probably you lost your train of thought, but I think Deppin's team is a little bit um, uh, more likely to kind of. I know it's really early on the season, but I think each week I'm going to say, you know, who I think the playoff teams are. And I think, I think as of right now, it's the two, Mitchell and Turb and, and, and Grant, if, uh, if, you had a, if I had to tell you who was going to make the playoffs this week. We'll see how we'll, – I'll try to do that every week, and we'll see how, how much that changes. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so obviously Bassinger is going to crush me at this point. I mean, I still have two players left, but he's up by, you know, just about 60 at this point. Uh, talking about the Team OMD Raffle Man matchup, uh, you know, Team OMD always throws a good product out there every year. Uh, right now, the problem with his team, unfortunately, is his two quarterbacks are just really, really hurting his team. Winston with a terrible week, deals with just a rushing touchdown, just eight points yesterday. Um, you know, that's really going to hurt his team, in my opinion. He might have to improve that situation as the season goes on. Raffle Man showing up to the party, man. I mean, Raffle Man, I definitely think, you know, speaking of your prediction on playoff teams, I think you mentioned him as one of your predictions right now. Um, you know, definitely. I mean, I'm on Ross St. Brown, like I mentioned yesterday on Group Me, one of the best snags during our draft. He got him for 12. I actually have him in the other two leagues. I was really high on him, and I just did. I should have pushed more for that $12. That was a huge, huge steal by Fiala. And, um, yeah, I mean, he just got a lot of young, even Drake London. He's got a lot of good talent on that team. I think Fiala definitely has a chance of making some noise and a huge week from him, and he's obviously going to crush it against OMD. 
And then um, what about this low-scoring shit ball? I know we're talking about some of the higher-scoring teams. What about Suvis Suv and Smelly Mova? Actually, looks like it's a game tonight. Who, who do you like there tonight? Um, it depends. If it, you think it's going to be an over for Buffalo and Tannehill, he might have enough to, to come through. But um, I don't know. Diggs went off last week. Um, I don't know if they're going to double-team him with no Gabe Davis. Um, if Gabe Davis plays, if he's a decoy, I don't know. I, I can't expect um, Diggs to go off, and I think Dig need, Diggs needs to go off for – him to win because Tannehill is probably not going to put up that big a game versus Buffalo. Um, so uh, I, I kind of feel like uh, Subi Su is going to pull it off. A couple other matchups to get to here. Um, you know, like we talked about a little bit earlier, Grant's team looking like one of the better teams. Uh, Lamar definitely looking like he's going to be striking for an MVP year this year, putting up a big 51 for the G-man. Um, and, you know, I mean, definitely I think, you know, putting up pretty consistent points. Grant had a good year last year. Even with a down week from Devontae Adams and Mike Evans, who are two great players, uh, definitely looking like one of the better teams. On the other end of the spectrum, unfortunately, brother, you know, we don't have to get too deep into it, but uh, your pickups that you spent some money on didn't pan out. Um, you know, Wilson was okay with 11 points. But the promising hope for your team is Kyler Murray is looking like he might be back, hopefully, and Brady's going to have much better games. And, and I do think your pickups are going to help your team in the end. So I definitely don't think you're out of it. I, th- I think you gave yourself a lot of uh, – a lot of a lot of depth as far as and you have Rashad Bateman on the bench too, and I think he'll be one of your starters for sure after two great two, two weeks. And um, I I, okay. I also lost my top two wide receivers, Pittman and Gabe Davis, who were both solid like low end wide receiver ones, and, and losing of those course. two, you know, that could have been thirty points right there. But yeah, I, I'm I'm yeah, I'm pretty down about my team, but you know it is what it is, and I still love love the whole process. But um, yeah, one thing I also wanted to mention was I don't know if anyone else has been um, honored with a, a trade offer, but. Man, the ball's on Grant's kid, Everett, offering me a trade after he whoops my ass, um, knowing that Tom Brady had a, 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 a low game, so he's trying to buy low. I see what he's trying to do there. But DJ Chark for Tom Brady, he offered me straight up. Uh, honored, that, honored that I got the, the, the trade offer, and good for him for trying to buy Tom Brady when he's at his lowest. But DJ Chark's not going to do it, Everett. Uh, Grant, uh, appreciate uh, you letting him send out and be a part of fantasy football. That's awesome. That is so funny, man. He's so, what a smart little conniving guy, man. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> and the, the balls, to, to send that offer after wiping the floor with me. And <laughs> I geez. love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, this, this, this kid's the new generation of fantasy. He's taking over. Yeah. Love uh, it. Um, and then uh, is there, was there one more game? Uh, oh, yeah, Joey and um, uh, Aaron, another kind of a shit bull. Um, but th- these guys are battling it out for first place. Uh, what's your take on what happens tonight? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I mean, these are two guys who usually always put out a pretty competitive product. We always say AK's got the horseshoe up his ass, even though he, although he started out with the Lucky Charms thing. But, uh, you know, he uh, usually is always competitive. He's always thereabouts, even though he's never won it. Uh, but, yeah, these two teams this year, just a little bit of, a, you know, Saquon, you know, was great last week. I think that's going to be Saquon this year. He's going to have some duds. He's going to have some great games. Uh, and AK's team just right now, Eckler and um, – you know, unfortunately, Russ, I have Russ in my other league, kind of been very disappointed in learning that new offense. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up coming out. Uh, I actually, uh, just a little under the radar, but maybe shouldn't be saying this live in the pod, but I, I, I haven't talked to him yet, but I have a big trade-off for I'm going to come up with for good, the good Lucky Charms boy. I'm not going to say it on the live on the air here, but just so everybody knows, we might see some big trades early in the season. First time ever. Uh, up here. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, I'll do it, but before we talk about anything else, let's just, like, this is going to be a close one tonight, though. As AK is projected to win by three, I personally think that uh, AK 
probably hangs on. Singletary looked pretty good last week. I think Singletary probably does enough. Uh, what's your take? Tony's got Hurts, uh, Devontae Smith connection left. Any chance? You know what? I mean, I don't know so much Devontae. I think if, if he does it, Hurts is going to run in a couple touchdowns and he'll, he'll have a big game. But Devontae just needs to not put up, lay an egg like he did last week. And um, I think it's more dependent on just Hurts himself. And uh, I think that's going to be a shootout. Um, this Philadelphia team can fly. The Eagles can fly. So um, I think I think he, Joey, and I think he's more lucky than Aaron actually is. And maybe this is like the moment where the horseshoe, you know, the joke moves over to Joey. What do you think? <laughs> it's the horseshoe Good. game. The winner, the winner is the lucky one. They both should lose, right? Good, yeah, or a tie. How about a tie? Like Lovey Smith last week. Oh, that would be, <laughs> that would be epic. Have awesome, we ever had man. a tie? Have we ever had a tie? Do you know off the top of your head? I, I don't think so. If it, it did happen, it had to have been like in the early, early days when uh, when we didn't use like decimal points, and but I, I don't think we have. Very nice. All right. Well, yeah, that, that was uh, probably longer than we wanted, but um, I think that was, this might be our best one yet. I hope everyone, uh, I, I hope you guys enjoy it. I know that feedback, I think Coast and I are both going to kind of lean on what you guys want more of. Um, I hope we, you liked our reaction about the Bears and um, fantasy-wise, uh, whatever you guys want us to kind of speak out there, we'll do it. I think Monday mornings work pretty good, right, Costa? Yeah, it's working out well. Hopefully the fellas enjoy listening. Uh, a couple, a couple quick things I want to mention. Just a couple notes. I uh, just want to leave a couple things out. Just kind of, I, I mentioned, you know, kind of good steals during the draft. Uh, Myers with Garrett Wilson, by the way, also with something I mentioned yesterday, a huge steal. Uh, Garrett Wilson's looking like he might be one of the best receivers in the league after just two weeks of the season. Uh, and just, uh, you know, let's wrap it up with each a couple takeaways from the week. Uh, my takeaway is that this is going to be an absolutely insane fantasy season. It's going to be an insane football season. Excited for it. And I think it's going to be one of the just craziest, wildest wishing hours every week, hopefully. So it's been fun the first two weeks, even though our teams have been shit, but it's definitely been a good time. What's your takeaway? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just going to, it's going to be more of this. If we get more of this after the first two weeks for the next, you know, a couple months, I'll be happy. Um, I think it'll be competitive. I think everyone's engaged and everyone's, uh, um, you know, enjoying the league as much as you and I are. So um, yeah, yeah, football's, football's awesome. I, I, I like, uh, I like, you know, Thursday nights, Amazon games, maybe they're going to be more exciting. Uh, last week's was, um, it's just football's back, baby. It's, it's official. It, bring, it, bring, it, it brings us all together. How often do we talk to each other every Monday for half an hour to 45 minutes? <laughs> yeah. And, and also if anybody wants to, to hop on or, uh, wants to, you yeah. know, Monday mornings, we try to record. I know Aaron said that sometimes Monday he has some availability. So, Maybe in the upcoming weeks, we can have uh, the commission. Yeah, we all know you guys missed the commission. We'll get them back on for you soon. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Good luck tonight. Uh, good luck. Some, uh, how, wait, we didn't even mention how awesome it is that there's two games tonight. Two games tonight. Super exciting. I, mean, oh, yeah. I, know, I, I know that they, they did that. Do you know the reason why they, it was two on week two instead of week one? Don't know. Don't know. But I'm, pl- I'm blessed that it is because uh, I feel like after the first Sunday, you, you kind of it was oh, too much football, and then the Monday night it's not as exciting. But I think after having a week off, like just give me more. I'm ready for it. I'm I'm I've overcome the initial hit, a wave of it. And I want more football. I agree, man. Well, good luck tonight. Good luck to everybody tonight. You're getting the close matchups, and uh, everybody have a good week. All right, peace out. Uh,